Your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. The Jay Mamie Talk Show. Welcome, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. You have now entered your hour of Thrive Time. Let me welcome you, my friends. If you are visiting our show for the very first time today, I want you to know that you are now a part of a movement. Uh, the Jay Mamie Talk Show has just completed its first full season, and the reviews have been incredible. Uh, the commentary has been stellar, and, of course, the show is quickly rising to charts and one of the top talk shows in the DFW area, but not only in DFW, but also nationally and internationally as our audience swelled these last 12 months to an incredible number People from all over the country, all over the world are reaching out to me on all my social media platforms, letting me know how much the show has impacted them, what they've gained from listening, from investing their hour with me, either as a replay or airing live on Sundays, catching it that way. Either way, however you've arrived and however you've heard our show for the last 12 months, I want you to know that it was, it's been my total joy and pleasure to bring you thrive-minded content with incredible people, with incredible stories, wonderful insight, and just really immersing yourself into thrive-minded content to help you get to that next level in life. We're going to continue in season two delivering the same exact content with a little bit more of exciting variations to it. I've got a, a bunch of tricks up my sleeve that I think will make this next season sizzle with content and, and, and thought leadership and all sorts of great guests that bring their own unique style of, of insight that'll help you thrive. So visiting this show today for the first time, if it is your first time, you will find that this show will quickly become one of your weekly activities in one way or another. And for those of you coming back for season two, thank you for supporting us in season one. I promise you it's only going to get even better as these weeks and months progress in season two. And today is just another example of that as we have three fantastic guests who have really highlighted what pioneering is all about and what what it takes to have faith in your ability to to progress and to bring your value to the marketplace in a way that is making an impact in the lives of many in very different ways. Our first guest, as we'll hear from in a little while, is Mike Jones. He's the CEO of a fast-growing global company that is helping and aiding businesses gain not only digital market share, but also having their name and and uh, their services be recognized globally. Uh, Mike is going to be calling in from London. Mike Jones is CEO and co-founder of beep to be And if you've heard of beep to be that means you're on LinkedIn, and you're certainly going to hear more about his story as we progress through out the show but following mike will also be another incredible guest that you know you've got to have a guy on the show who calls a summit that he holds the badass summit <laughs> the badass business summit founder and ceo of success champions family of companies donnie Bovin will be here today to share with us his insight on why he considers his business summit to be badass so we like that and we want to have a badass show here today folks and finally wrapping up our show today will be a very different uh guest someone that is going to bring a a wonderful story of inspiration and impact in a very distinct way the ceo and founder and global renowned artist margie resto who is behind the Wonderlust Collective. 
She's an incredible artist. She's helping artists find their voice in the world of art. She's going to be with us today to really bring a whole new perspective of thriving in a different industry. So, guys, we've got a great show today. We're going to pack 10 pounds of groceries in a two-pound bag. So I want you to hold on here because Season 2 has now officially been launched. And by the way, if you're wondering, what about Season 1? Let me encourage you to go to the website, the show website, thejmamietalkshow.com. On there, you're going to find season one click onto it and you'll find all of our prior 52 episodes i encourage you to become a binge hero of the show it'll change your life you'll find something that somebody said somewhere that will be applicable to you to some degree I promise you that. And then while you're online, make sure you go to the jmamie.com. That's my personal website. You're going to find all of my content there, my books, my blogs, my videos, where I'll be speaking at next, where I've spoken at prior. You'll have chock full of content that'll let you know a little bit more about me and, and what I believe can be content that will help you thrive in any area of your life. And in fact, while you're there, make sure you pick up my latest book, my 10th writing. It's called Thriveology, and it's already making an impact in the lives of so many since it was released about a month ago. I continue to get comments on Facebook and LinkedIn and text messages from all sorts of people from everywhere, letting me know how that book is already making an impact in their lives. And I'm just excited about that. I'm looking forward to hearing more. So if you've not picked up your copy of Thriveology, you can pick it up at the jmamie.com. And make sure that you stay connected with me, folks. I've had a great year of meeting so many wonderful people through my platform. So I am on Instagram, Twitter. You can find me there at the J Mamie. You could also track me down on Facebook, the J Mamie. LinkedIn, you could track me down there also. The same thing, J Mamie on LinkedIn. And you could also reach me via email at J at the J Mamie. If you've got questions, comments, or anything you'd like to share that's on your heart, feel free to reach out to me. Now, I want to share with you my thought before we launch into our show today. A lot of you have become very much uh, a fan of my J. Mamie talk. It's the J. Mamie Thrive Talk, and and I appreciate that because these are thoughts that that float around my mind. They're in my heart, and I just want to bring them to, to the air, and hopefully they impact some of you, and I know they have, and I hope that today's message impacts you as well. As I title my message today, something that I think a lot of people today are are interested in, I call it reasonable inspection, and you'll see what I mean in a minute. But it goes back to when I competed in bodybuilding. I had a pre-contest routine that was strange for those in the gym that I attended who were also prepping to compete. You see, in a pre-contest regimen, when you're competing in bodybuilding in a pre-contest regimen, it's common to implement specialized dieting and, and abnormal workouts in order to peak as you draw closer to the date that you're competing. It, it really is science in its, in its true sense. So my routine was to wear an oversized sweatshirt with sweatpants during the period. I mean, it was oversized. It was two times bigger than, than what I, the size that I typically would wear. And while most pre-contest bodybuilders, they would work out with either no shirt or tight shirts in order to monitor their muscle movement and their development, I would go the opposite direction. I would only check my development and progress every two weeks. And as, as, as tempting as it was for me to do what they were doing, checking on their body daily, I forced myself to keep my sweatpants and sweatshirts on until it was time to inspect my progress. And I did this because I knew that checking progress every day would feed discouragement because it would be very difficult to see the minor physical changes that happened day to day. It's very difficult to see those changes day to day. So I didn't want to go through that routine of second guessing if I was doing something right. However, checking for progress every two weeks would give me ample time to see 
if there were measurable progress and, and it would encourage me to keep going. For me, this worked out. It worked out well because I won numerous championships over the course of my years in competing. So here's what I learned from that. In your endeavors, measuring your progress from a day-to-day -day basis, in my opinion, is just a setup for a letdown because visible and measurable changes oftentimes do not occur from one day to the next. I think it's delusional to think that you will see significant differences in the landscape of your goals from one day to the next. Now, you can attempt to do that, but I think it's a fool's game. Change takes time. So stop the daily and even weekly inspections. It's a bad habit that can cultivate an unrealistic and unhealthy obsession for quick results. That's the challenge. It gives you this unrealistic expectation of quick results when you're monitoring things and examining things day to day. Monitor your development in the area you are seeking change is a good thing. It's a good thing when you do it with a time-sensitive approach. Ultimately, if you work diligently and daily at your development, you will begin to see the change that you desire. You will see that change occur at the peak time. Be wise about how you monitor and how you inspect yourself. Make it reasonable. If you make it unreasonable, I think you'll find yourself being let down. Ultimately, if you work diligently and daily at your development, you will begin to see that the change you desire will peak at the appropriate time. Folks, I'm excited about season two. Our show continues to deliver quality, and our guests coming up are going to bring that to light, and we'll start right after the break. Hey everyone, Jay Mamie here from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I want to encourage you to visit my merchandise store. You can find it at thejmamie.com. A number of my inspirational, thought-provoking, action-stoking phrases and quotes that have been so much in demand over the last four or five years now are available in print. You can print them on your favorite coffee mug, print them on a poster. Take my thrive-minded content with you wherever you go. Visit my store at thejmamie.com. Hi, I'm Steven Snyder from the Snyder Benefits Firm. As a business owner, are you experiencing your employee insurance being too complicated and too expensive? Do you wish you could simplify that process? The Snyder Benefits Firm can help educate your employees and tailor the program to fit your budget. You can visit us at www.snyderbenefitsfirm.com or give me a call at 270-823-2187 for a free consultation. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Vegetables in a Capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I tell people about this all the time. I'm sleeping better. My joints don't ache. I have way more energy. I can't explain it. The, this stuff is working. It's amazing. It really is. The energy and the clear-headed thinking it gives you is very noteworthy. The stuff really does work, and it's amazing. It gives you energy. It gives you a lot of energy. And I think it's also pretty good for immunity. I really believe that. So great product. I'm going to continue to use it, you know, forever. It's good stuff. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751. That's 800-2468-751. Or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code DALLAS. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie.
Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. On the line right now, all the way from the United Kingdom, and I'm excited about our next guest because not only is his accent pretty cool, uh, he's doing some pretty unique things. He's pioneering a whole new way to understand social media marketing, especially on LinkedIn. He's got a lot to offer. He's the CEO and founder of B2B, which I came across that service about two, three months ago. I was so intrigued by it. I was so intrigued by the story that I said, here's a guy we've got to have on the show. He's got a thriving story, and I couldn't think of a better person to be a part of our month-end close show as a thought leader than Mike Jones from B2B. Mike, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, Jay. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Brother, it's fun having you on the show. I know that you and I have tried to connect. That you're a busy guy. You're global, uh, as well. You should be as a as a I think a futurist CEO. Uh, but I'm glad that we're connected and we're going to bring value to our listeners. I want to dive right into a little bit about your story. I'd like for you to share a little bit of your story with our listeners, if you could. Yeah, I'd be more than happy to. I mean, um, I, yeah, I, there's there's quite a story there. I suppose I kind of you know we we grew up pretty poor. Um, you know, my, my, my parents didn't have a whole bunch of cash growing up. So we, we, we have these, I don't know what the equivalent is in the States, but we have like these government, you know, housing estates here in the UK that are, you know, they're rough places, rough neighborhoods. Um, and so me and my brother, we, we kind of grew up there and, you know, kind of punching our way through, through life and stuff. And, and really early on, I think I was 12 at the time or 13, maybe my, my, my mum and dad sat me down and said that, Hey, you know, your dad is really sick he's got problems with his lungs and stuff he's a heavy smoker you know it was back in the 80s um and he's gonna die pretty soon he's not gonna be around forever and and you know that's that's gonna happen and um i mean that was yeah i guess that was pretty rough for for a young kid but you know the, there are definitely people out there that have had a way rougher time than me um mm -hmm. but what it did kind of teach me i think is that you know life is so precious we can't we can't waste this existence that we've got so we've really got to seize the day and squeeze what we can into it and i guess that is you know sort of later on in life as i've, I've as i've kind of carved out a career it's really driven me to try and you know create things that make people more efficient and and, and are able to do more with the time that they've got the goal being they can spend more time with their families. They can spend more time doing things that are meaningful in this world, you know, outside of the, the, the kind of the boring stuff. You know, one of the things that I've picked up already from your story is that you didn't have the easiest of, uh, of early upbringing. The circumstances weren't, um, you know, favorable. They were sort of uh, difficult, similar to mine. But you found a way to get through that. You found a way to go from that surviving environment, surviving mindset to a thriving mindset which now explains to me why you're doing the great things you're doing. And I'm so happy that you're on the show, but let's dive into your subject matter expertise. What do you find is one of the greatest challenges that salespeople are facing today? Well, yeah. I mean, pick one. There's, 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 it, it's challenging times for mm -hmm. salespeople. You know, mm -hmm. it really is. I remember I went to sell door to door back, back before the internet, back when, you know, if you wanted to dial for dollars, you literally dialed for dollars. You picked up the damn phone and did the thing. Um, that's that's evolved. To, you know that we're in this world now where there are just so many different channels that you could be selling through. Where you know where where to get started is is one of the problems. But not only that, how are you going to stand out? How are you going to differentiate yourself in this super busy, super connected, you know, world that we now live in? 
And so I think I think one of the real challenges is, is just is is exactly that. You know, it's it's figuring out a way to add value, to be credible, you know, and, and deliver something that's going to be useful to somebody without being that salesy guy. Because I think the you know this, the the next biggest challenge I guess for salespeople would be how to not come across as that stereotypical sales guy that's trying to manipulate that's you know shady or underhand or whatever because let's be honest you know we're, those of us who, who work in business we're, we're all salespeople really and the majority of us are pretty try to be professional we're not trying to trick people but yet as a society i think certainly you know here in the west we you know that used car salesman sort of cliche just instantly get supplied to people. So I think I think really there are, there are a couple of challenges. One is how to stand out in this massive connected crowd, but not only how to stand out, how to do that in a really credible way that people can trust you and want to do business with you. You mentioned that you had an early, you also had a great sales career. And I know that about you because I've done my homework on you, Mike, and you, you've had a great <laughs> sales career. It's very difficult to fake something that you've not done. You know, you can't be a great coach unless you're first a great player. At least that's my belief. What did you learn mm. from those years in the trenches, in the trenches, that helps you relate to the plight of salespeople better today? Well, I think, you know, I, I think to, to speak to my, my previous point in terms of how you stand out, the thing I learned is, it's not about fancy closes. It's not about, you know, the, the tongue twister, back reverse, super close that's going to get everybody that you speak to. Because that just doesn't exist. That's not even a real thing. The reality mm -hmm. of it is it's about how you connect with people, how you build rapport with people, how you truly gain their trust. And, and you know, I think being in the trenches, actually, you know, having lots and lots of calls with people, spending lots of time in sales situations if you're going to do any good in it, you learn pretty quickly. You've, you've got to show a genuine interest. You can't just fake it. And I mean, to give you a real quick story, I always remember sort of back in the mid nineties when I was being taught how to sell home improvements by like a typical car salesman type guy. And he's like, Oh man, whatever mm -hmm. you do, you must talk about their family for the first 20 minutes. Don't even talk about the product. You talk about their family. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I, it's young guy going in and like, Hey, I see there's a picture, of you, you know, and, and it's just so fake. And, I think that the, the thing that you've got to learn pretty quickly and that I learned in, in you know, doing that work was actually, yeah, you've got to build rapport, but you've got to do it with authenticity as well. You've got to actually be interested in people because that, you know, that comes across so well and, build, and, and the trust thing happens. And truly, if you've got a product that solves their problem, you might, you might sell them something as well and that'll be cool. Um, but at least you're doing it in a way that's comfortable for everybody and, and you know, with integrity. You're right. Without integrity, you have nothing. Now, I want to talk a little bit about digital marketing because you're a big, uh, big proponent of it. I know that you're a believer and you, you built your entire philosophy and your business around digital marketing. But, you know, there's business people today, there's business leaders and salespeople that still haven't incorporated a digital marketing component to their prospecting, to their connecting efforts. And here you come along and you do that. How crucial is it for these individuals who want to excel to incorporate a digital marketing component to their prospecting and to their connecting efforts? Well, I guess there will be a business somewhere that truly doesn't need to do that. I suspect there would be maybe some kind of very rural local business that just deals, I don't know. I, I can't imagine it because the truth is it's, it's, it's entirely crucial. 
You know, we live mm-hmm. in a digital world. It's as simple as that. And when I look at, you know, my kids, uh, you know, I've got the, my, my, my eldest is just 15. My youngest is 10. So I've kind of got that age range in my immediate family. And you see how those guys are using the devices they've got and the way that they communicate and the way they perceive digital as in truly a value. You know, we, we hear about all this crypto stuff. We hear about all these, all these different things coming along. The next generation, and, and without a doubt, generations beyond that, that's all they're going to know. They're not going to remember, you know, the days before the internet or anything like that. And so if you're not already thinking about how you hit those people, your business is definitely going bust in the next 10 or 15 years regardless because you're just not going to be able to connect with your buyers anymore. It's as simple as that. It's, it's a, a dying breed. Um, but here and now, right now, there are just such huge opportunities. You know, we, I, I mm-hmm. see that every day with LinkedIn. I see that with these mm-hmm. platforms to really reach people in a, in a really nice way that you just simply cannot do unless it, it's, it's leveraging some sort of digital technology. You're absolutely right, and, and I couldn't agree with you more, especially with all the diversified platforms that we're finding today. But I want to talk about your platform. What inspired you to launch B2B? Well, to be completely honest, I, um, I wanted a new business. I found myself sort of about, about 10 years ago, I'd, I'd accidentally built this digital marketing agency. And so, you know, we were getting people up Google and building websites, that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, obviously, just as I just said, I've got that, the, you know, the, the young kids. So 10 years ago, they were way younger. And I found myself driving up and down the, 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 the highway, the motorway every day down to London, dealing with clients, you know, just nonstop. And I was missing it, missing them growing up. And I was like, you know, given my experiences losing, losing my dad at a young age and stuff like that, the last thing I wanted to do um, was be that guy who was out driving around trying to build a business or whatever and miss my kids growing up. And so, so that was actually the first motivation that drove me to want to build Beat because, um, you know, we are a completely remote team. We're completely distributed. We have everybody from, you know, we, our team is spread literally from Arizona across to, to Australia. So we're, we're all over the place. Um, and, I, and I particularly wanted to build a business that could work like that. So, so that would allow me to have the freedom to live my life like I want. You know, I, I want to be able to do the family thing and I want to be able to train when I want and do all this stuff as well. And actually, as part of doing the agency, I'd realized um, that LinkedIn was just super cool. You know, as, as a guy that had done the door-to-door thing and been a direct salesman, I recognized that LinkedIn had just this huge potential. And so mm-hmm. I realized, well, actually, you know, we could use the things I'd learned in the agency, perhaps create some technology and some training around that and then I could build this business that would support the life that I actually want to live. And, and that's exactly what I did. Well, it's a wonderful service. I can testify to the fact that it does, uh, it, it does help because it does have a very creative uh, marketing approach to it. And I encourage anyone to, to check that out. But in our last two minutes here, I know, that, uh, I know that what frustrates the majority of business leaders with regards to their marketing efforts are these lame strategies that overpromise and then they underdeliver. What are you doing to help relieve that common frustration and really bring value and hope to these hungry business leaders that are looking for effective tactics and freedom like you just mentioned? That's such a great question, Jay. I think, I think the first thing is, is eradicate the overpromising. You know, the, the, I think as, as, as real business leaders, we recognize 
and, and respect transparency and, and correct setting of expectations, I suppose, is the best way I can describe it. Um, and I think there are a lot of people, especially in my space, that want to promise the earth. They want to tell you you can do so many things so easily and it all just comes to you. And the reality of it is the world just doesn't work like that. And so I think by approaching it from a, a realistic point of view and, and making it clear what, what is achievable and it's great, but it's maybe not, you know, maybe you're not rushing off to buy your Ferrari next week, but Hey, you know, at least you can put fuel in the car that you've got on your business is growing. I think people respect that and appreciate that so much more than empty promises. And, you know, that, that kind of over promise under deliver situation, I would rather flip that and maybe under promise and then over deliver because that, you know, that always leaves people, slightly more delighted and less frustrated, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So in our last minute, you've got a lot going on. You've got a ton going on. But what does the future hold for Mike Jones? Yeah, well, thanks for asking. Actually, um, I turned 40 this year, so I'm still a baby. So I've got plenty of time to do all <laughs> kinds of things. But, um, That's right. Yeah, I, I, I love helping people become more productive, become more successful. And so, you know, we'll, we'll keep developing the stuff that we're doing with Beep2B and the LinkedIn stuff and all the rest of it. Um, but I think, you know, I'll probably start to do more along the lines of training and coaching as well, especially around productivity and, and that kind of thing, just because not so much for the money, just because I truly enjoy helping people, you know, do great stuff. And, and that's, it's very rewarding to be part of that as well. So that's my immediate plans, at least for the next decade or so. <laughs> That's a good plan, my friend. I know along the way you're going to impact and inspire and, and influence a ton of people as you're doing already. Mike, it's a pleasure having you on the show, brother. I encourage everyone, go check out Beep to Be Mike Jones. You can find him, Google him. He's not hiding anywhere. Thanks for being on the show, Mike. I appreciate it, Jay. Thanks for having me. All right, brother. Folks, we're going to be right back after the break. Have you ever wondered how much time and money you're wasting when a critical security solution is not implemented right the first time? And what it takes to achieve complete peace of mind, knowing that your people, the premises, and the property are all safe and secure 24-7, 365 days a year. Well, if this is important to you, then you need to contact my friend Wes Smith. Wes Smith is a security specialist at Securitas Electronic Security. You can reach Wes at 214 Four seven seven six six nine two. Hey guys, Steve Haru here, founder and CEO of Victory Selling. Just finished up on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. And if you're a CEO or sales manager concerned with getting performance out of your sales team, we can help. Our solution is to help you build a sales process that's duplicatable, effective, and works with consumers today through the 2021 mindset. Where you can find me, victoryselling.com. You can look me up on LinkedIn. Happy to connect. And thanks again for having me on, Jay. With the value of the U.S. dollar continuing to slump due to unprecedented money printing, it has never been more important to protect your savings and retirement accounts from inflation. Many hardworking Americans, just like you and I, are turning to a proven method to protect what we work so hard to earn, real gold. You can have real gold delivered privately and securely to your home or have real gold put into your IRA or 401k. Just call Oxford Gold Group right now, 833-928-GOLD. The Oxford Gold Group will teach you everything you want to know about owning real gold. It's a lot easier than you think. Call the Oxford Gold Group now at 833-928-GOLD to get your free precious metals investment guide. Talk to them about getting real gold and silver delivered to your home or about having real gold placed in your IRA or 401k. The Oxford Gold Group is here to help you protect your savings and retirement from the unknown. Call them now, 833-928-GOLD. 
So what are you waiting for? 833-928-GOLD. Get your gold you can hold from the Oxford Gold Group. 833-928-GOLD. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. On the line right now, we have Donnie Boyvin. I mentioned early on in the show that anyone that has a business called the the Badass Business Summit or is running an event that has the word badass in it, the brother's got to be on the show. <laughs> so Donnie Boyvin is with us today, CEO, Success Champion Networking, the CEO of, of really the Success Champion family of companies. He's also the podcast host of one of the most popular podcasts out there. I think is ranked in the top 20, I believe, probably higher by now, Growth Mode Podcast. And what I love about Donnie, he served our country as a former U.S. Marine. We appreciate his service. Donnie, welcome to the show. Jay, thanks for having me, brother. I'm excited to hang out with you. It's uh, always fun to talk with guys who are local to me and, you know, get to learn more and tell a story. Well, you were introduced to us by a former guest, uh, Kaylee Ocampo, and I appreciate her introducing me to you. I had heard about you because it's, it's very difficult not to hear about you and what you're doing, but the formal introduction was great, and when you and I had a chance to chat, we hit it off, and, and who we are on the show about to impact the lives of others. But before we dive into the goodness of what Donnie Boyvin is doing for the world, really, uh, can you share with us a little bit about your story? Yeah, for sure. So I did, as you said, four years in Marine Corps, 20 years as a straight commission sales rep, turned 40 and got tired of making everybody else wealthy. So I did the craziest thing. I jumped out on my own and launched the company Success Champions. Um, You know, I spent my entire career as a sales guy. So learning to be a business owner was a massive feat for me. So six months into running my business, I looked at my wife and said, babe, we're about to lose everything we own because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, found podcasting in May of 2018. Uh, the show took off. My non-compete from sales went away, and I started changing how the world communicates when they do sales. Flash forward to where we are now. Um, I run the Success Champions family of companies. That's six companies all together. A uh, couple of consulting firms about us, Business Summit, Magazine, Success Champions Networking. And because Facebook and Google made me mad the other day, we just launched events with an edge. So we're just fixing how the world sells and making sure everybody can grow and scale. I like that. Events with an edge. Now, that's new. Uh, Share a little bit more about that. That sounds interesting. So for the Badass Business Summit, um, we've got 17 speakers coming from around the world, around the U.S., excuse me to talk about growing and scaling your business. A lot of sales, a lot of social media stuff, amazing people. Well, the word badass itself, according to Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, Twitter, is shocking content. Mm. And so they shut down my ads and all these different sites. So in a moment of rage, I said, all right, we won't play their game, we'll create our own. So I had my team go out, we bought the domain eventswithanedge.com, we had one of my team go out and find every event around the world that has any sort of profanity in the title, which there's quite a few. Mm-hmm. Um, and we put them on the site, and we are going to put them on the site for free and then offer some advertising opportunities for them to get some exposure. And we'll use the money that they spend to buy ads on our site to then go buy ads on Facebook, Google, YouTube, and everything and get around the algorithm, if you will, to get these guys some exposure because they can't uh, do any sort of traditional social media advertising. So, Matt, you know what's amazing is I'm hearing you um, 
share their story, which, again, is not something that you and I shared earlier, and I'm glad that you brought it up now. It, there, there's a whole lot that you can take away from what you're doing. You were, to some extent, turned down by, by another organization, right? They said, you can't do this, you can't do that. And, and like a lot of people, they would have taken that and said, okay, well, maybe they would have given up. They would have let that dream get away or, or just really throw in the towel. But you didn't do that. You said, I've, I, I'm sticking to my guns. And, and you did something that most people won't do. You opened up a brand new website, created something new, a new avenue of opportunity um, because you stuck to your guns. How important is it? If you're going to be successful in anything, how important is it to stick to your guns and just find a way to make it happen? Uh, you know, a couple of things. I think people that find some sort of success, especially in business, are people who are too dumb to quit. Um, because most people would have thrown in the towel uh, along the lines. Uh, I think entrepreneurs in general are just a little chaotic. You know, but the having grit is one of the greatest assets mm-hmm. you can have in life in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the ability to go get punched in the face and keep stepping forward. And, you know, as entrepreneurs, we wake up every morning knowing we're going to take the hits. Um, and we usually smile and say, okay, let's see what we can break today and do it again. And that's made all the magic happen in our world. You know, I like what you said, and, and, and that's I couldn't agree with you more. As, as a true entrepreneur, and, you know, there are so many who think they're entrepreneurs, but I call them delusionalpreneurs. <laughs> right. They're delusionalpreneurs, right? They won't take the punches. In fact, if they see a ring, they go the other way. They're not interested in conflict. They're not interested in fighting for what they believe in. Uh, they just uh, they'll cave in and cower in the corner when times get tough and and obviously those that are badass are going to rise to the occasion and really take it to, to take it on the chin and keep going and that's obviously who you are but i want to talk about your magazine a little bit because you've got a a magazine that you've also founded um it's success champions magazine what inspired you to start that and and what's in that magazine that can help small business owners highlight their brands yeah for sure so You know, the greatest thing I can tell anybody who's building a business is create a community and then build specifically for them. Uh, It's interesting. One of the early things we did on the business was create a Facebook group called Success Champions. And as we were putting content in that group and growing and bringing all the people together, they kept asking us for more and more content. And we found ourselves in a situation where we couldn't keep up with the amount of content they wanted to, to consume. So a member of my team suggested we do a magazine. I laughed. I'm like, nobody reads magazines anymore. And then they said we could do it only online, which intrigued me that you could do an actually an online magazine. So um, we took content from the members of our Facebook group, Success Champions, and we write content for other small business owners. So all the content is written in there by the people that are in the trenches building their businesses in different industries. So that may be virtual assistants that have been that outsourced. That may be uh, sales automation guys. It may be creative folks. But they're writing about real-world things that they're going through and teaching other business owners how to make life a little bit easier by learning from them. So this isn't where you have Fortune 500s and big conglomerates you know, trying to tell you what it was like back when they were small. These are true small business owners teaching um, all the things they learned from their mistakes and giving tactical tips and advice that people can apply right to their businesses. 
um, we've been a year into doing this magazine, mm-hmm. and it has been a lot of fun to put together. There's something magical about getting like-minded people who have what I call in-the-trenches experience together because those folks can help others either get through whatever challenges they're going through or help them avoid the challenges that they've been through because they can relate. There's a lot to be said about being relatable to one another. So I think this magazine hits that out of the park. But I want to take it back. Let's take it back 20-something years ago. Actually, probably more, brother. Let's take it back when you got out of the Marines and you just got out. You're 22 years old, trying to figure out what's the next step in your life, like most uh, 22-year-olds, 23, whether they're coming out of service or coming out of college. You're, you're wondering, what am I going to do next? What's my next move? And here you go, 100% into straight commission sales, uh, no salary at 22 years old. It takes a lot of guts to do that. And you hang in there for 20 years until you decide at age 40 to do something different. What did those 20 years of in-the-trenches commission selling teach you about life, about tenacity, and about treating other people? You know, I think the biggest takeaway from my journey is nobody else is going to do it for you. You know, nobody's going to hold your hand and say, hey, come follow me, go this direction. I, I think it's a lot of about discovering who you are on a journey and keep moving forward. I've found over the years that the more I aimed to take risks, the more I pointed in the directions of things that scared me, um, the more I did things that would challenge me to personally grow, the bigger my life got. And I think having a straight commission background like I have over the years um, taught me that, you know, only today matters. Mm-hmm. You know, what happened yesterday doesn't matter. What happens tomorrow doesn't matter. Only today matters. And I think if anybody can get to the final point of focusing 100% on today and making it an awesome day, life gets really simple from there. And I couldn't agree with you more, man. The more that you challenge yourself, the more you find out about yourself. And that applies to anything. Not only is business, it could apply with relationships, family, your health, your finances. It could apply to a lot of different areas of your life if thriving is your intent. But let's take a look at what happens now at age 40. You look at yourself at age 40 and where most people, by that point, they're they're sort of settling in. They're a little bit comfortable. They've got family, have kids. The last thing they would think about doing at that stage in life is to pivot and do something completely different, especially chasing a dream of business ownership. It's a scary thing, but here you go. You did it at age 40 because you got tired of helping build someone else's dreams. You wanted to build your own. What does that mean? I mean, how does that happen at age 40? What went through your mind when you decided I've got to make some changes. I've got to chase my own dreams. Yeah, great question, Jay. You know, it was, it was, it was fascinating is I had worked my way up to a partner of a sales training firm, and I really thought sales training was going to be like my end-all, be-all. That was a retirement plan and everything. Um, but me and my then business partner went out to dinner, and during this dinner celebration of everything we built, um, talking about specifically what um, it looked like moving forward, um, I had an epiphany at that moment that I wasn't living my own life, Mm -hmm. um, that I was living everybody else's dreams. And after that dinner, I sat in my parking and sat in the parking lot in my truck. And I just kind of looked over everything that I've done and every place that I've been and realized that I'd really played it safe. Even though I was straight commission, even though that I was, you know, doing some awesome things in sales, 
I was playing a really safe life. So I gave myself an ultimatum. I said, you either get in the game or you put your head down and shut up and quit dreaming. Mm. And that was a moment that I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's take the biggest leap, take the biggest risk, and let's see what happens. You know, giving yourself an ultimatum sometimes is the best way to get you moving. I let people know oftentimes, in fact, I was giving a, a talk yesterday, and I let those guys in there know that it's really when you go from a sense of urgency to a state of an emergency that you find out what you're made of. Oh, for sure. For right? sure. I love that phrase. So let's go here. Now, last minute, I want to talk about your new networking initiative here. You've got success champion uh, in uh, networking that you now have uh, dived into. In our last minute... How does that networking opportunity work, and what makes it so different from all the other networking groups that are out there? Yeah, so traditional networking is a group of people sit around the room. They tell a bunch of boring, what they call 60-second commercials. Somebody gets up, does a really boring 10-minute presentation that nobody cares about, and <laughs> that's the meeting, right? That's true. So I set out to fix that. You know, So we launched in March of 20. We now have 42 chapters across the U.S., and we continue to scale and grow. But you'll never sit in the same style of meeting. It's heavily focused on education and training. Um, we only allow badass people to come into the chapters. No multi-level marketing or network marketing folks. Um, you know, we are primarily B2B focused. We have a national network that you get to be a part of. Um, and sales training at the level I was doing before I launched my own companies. And the cost is only $47 a month. And what we just set out to do is to fix what everybody hates about networking. Look, when I launched my business, nobody was teaching me how to be successful in business. So I had to learn. And so now I'm teaching as many people uh, as I can so they can be successful and open doors for others. It's been a hell of a ride. Well, it sounds like you're on to something, and I agree with everything you said about networking groups. Donnie, it's been a joy having you on the show. You and I are going to have way more collaborative work in the future. We're going to have you back on the show to check in with you every six months or so. You've got great uh, insight to offer, and we appreciate you being on the show today, brother. Oh, Jay, thank you. My honor. And, guys, if you get any value out of this show, please share this show out with your network. Help Jay out. There's nothing greater than for you to tell another fan to listen to a show. It means everything. I appreciate that. And we're going to have Donnie's information up at our website, folks, so you can pick up uh, where we left off here and dig a little further into Donnie Boyvin. Guys, we're going to be right back after the break. Hey, everyone, this is Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I just want you to know that my book, my 10th book, is finally available, Thrivology action-stoking and thought-provoking quotes and phrases is now available for your purchasing pleasure. This book has already making tidal waves among those who appreciate content that is driven to give you a thrive-minded mentality and also reminders throughout the course of the week of the things you need to do to thrive. Guys, you can pick up my book, Thrivology, at thejmaney.com. Hey everyone, Jay Mamie here from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I want to encourage you to visit my merchandise store. You can find it at thejmamie.com. A number of my inspirational, thought-provoking, action-stoking phrases and quotes that have been so much in demand over the last four or five years now are available in print. You can print them on your favorite coffee mug, print them on a poster. Take my thrive-minded content with you wherever you go. Visit my store at thejmamie.com. If you're attacked by a bear, a dog will throw himself into the mouth of a bear to save you. Dogs are dogs. 
they pour out their love onto you. Before long, you can't live without them. I have a chocolate cocker spaniel named Lady and a blackmouth cur. He's about 120 pounds, and his name is Arlo. My little cocker, her coat's as soft as a stuffed animal. They're both real soft coats, and my dogs don't have any health problems because they're eating what they need to eat. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is like pouring a multivitamin right onto their food. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa, the digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. We'll be scooping our Dynavite onto the food, then squirting the liquor chops and the fish oil. They start salivating. Dynavite is nutrition. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. It's a lot of responsibility owning a dog. I get my Dynavite at D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. On the line right now, I'm excited about our last guest for today because we're taking a different turn. But yet, considering the topic of thriving, but we're going to take a turn into the world of art. And on the line, we have not only the founder and CEO of Wonderlust Collective, but a quite a notable artist in her own right. Margie Resto became the elected signature member of the Pastel Society of America. Her work has been exhibited at the prestigious Salgamundi Club in New York, the Catherine Lowerlard Wolf Art Club and the Connecticut Pastel Society. And that's just to name a few. She's won numerous awards around the country, regional, national, and global. And her work has been exhibited in one of the most uh, prestigious places around the country and around the world. And we're have her on the line today because she's got such a fantastic story to share that we had to have her on as our second season launches. Margie Resto, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're going to dive right into the goodness of what you do. But before we do that, I want you to share with our listeners, you you have a very unique story of really going from surviving to thriving. And that's really the the whole theme of the show. Could you share that with us? Yes, yes. Um, I knew from really young that I wanted to do art. And as you know, there's a stigma associated with art that, you know, if you're going to go there, you're really not going to make any money. So I sort of put that on hold and went to college and went and worked and things like that. But at, I started having children at 21 and soon after that had two kids and uh, became a single mom. And that's when I knew that I had to do something to sort of survive, you know, those are really difficult times in my life because I had these two kids that totally um, relied on me, you know, to be responsible for them and to feed them and things like that. So I went back, I remember telling my family, you know, I'm going to go back to art and become a full-time painter. And they looked at me like, are you crazy? You have these two kids to support. How are you going to do that? I'm like, I'm just, I'm going to do it, you know? And I went and I studied and I went into classes and I dove right in. And within two years, I mean, not even two years, I was already exhibiting. I was already elected (laughs) into the Pastel Society of America in New York City. I mean, I was going hard. And it was a lot of hard work and determination because I had to work. I, I took a part-time job. I painted all night long. I took my kids to, to school in the morning and came back to sleep and, and did that all over again. You know, so I was constantly uh, studying and trying to perfect my craft and getting out there every week and just, you know, reaching out to people that were in the field and just trying to get mentors and 
really, really stepping outside of my comfort box because it's so difficult, you know, mm -hmm. when you're a beginning artist to even have any kind of, you know what I mean, belief in yourself, like any confidence. Mm -hmm. You're constantly saying, you know, I can't do this. What am I doing? This is not. And I had many moments like that, but I had to get past all that and say, you know what? I need to start doing what I keep telling my children. You know what? You can do anything that you, you want to do. You just have to work really hard. They were looking at me as an example. And I said, you know what? I'm going to be an example and show that, that I can do this. And I took them to exhibitions with me. They saw it all <laughs> from beginning. Mm. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I hope our listeners pay attention to is what tenacity looks like, what persistency sounds like, what dedication um, looks like. Here you are, uh, a single mom, as there has been many examples of single parents who have gone on to do great things. But then on the flip side of that, you have single parents that use that as a crutch, uh, as an excuse as to why they're not pursuing their dreams, why they're not uh, living a, a, uh, the life that they want to live. But here you were, a single mom at 23 with two young kids, dreams of being a painter, working all on your craft in the middle of the night, getting up in the morning, taking care of the kids, doing odds and end jobs just to, to pay the bills. But you never lost sight of your dreams. You never lost sight of your craft development. And along the way, you've become uh, one of the most notable artists and painters, uh, not only in the country, but in the world. But you could have easily given that up early, early on. So kudos to you for believing in your dreams and being that inspiration to, to so many today. And you're just getting started, right? But what inspired yeah. you to launch the Wanderlust Collective? Well, that's it. You know, it was, I got married to this adventurous man <laughs> <laughs> who loved to travel the world and just get out there and just jump into things and, and learn about cultures and things like that. And through him, I was able to travel the world and really take my art to the next level. And I kept saying, man, I wish I can, how can I bring this to my students? How can I inspire them? Because one of the biggest things with, with artists is, you know, inspiration. I'm not inspired right now. I can't paint right now. I don't know what to paint. You know, mm. where should I start? I don't mm -hmm. know. And I remember going to Paris, um, Mamarche, which is many people spell uh, Montmartre in Paris, and learning about the Impressionists and Van Gogh and Picasso and walking these cobblestones, you know, and just going into studios. And I went into one particular studio, Suzanne Valadon, and I never heard about this woman. But she had a, a really interesting story. She was a single mom, and she raised... Um, this kid who, who became an artist, okay, so he, she led by example. Actually, he, he followed her steps and became a famous artist. And she was a famous artist at the, single, uh, at the same time. You know, she was alive. She was making money off of her art. She, was, she learned by what she was a model. She was watching these artists paint, and she learned what they were doing and started painting, and she had mentors. And she got into the Tough Society in um, Paris, uh, that was all men. She was the first woman. And I looked at this woman and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I need to do. The Wonderlust, I love to travel and inspire people, but also a collective, these artists that came together in cafes and they inspired one another and shared tips and they shared their paintings and they grew together. So I said, oh my gosh, the Wonderlust Collective, right? Love to travel, inspire, and paint. <laughs> That's how they came together. That's fantastic. So kudos for marrying a guy that loves to travel. <laughs> so these days, the statistics show that there is an increased um, interest in painting. 
You have uh, those that are either becoming interested in painting as a hobby or something a little more seriously. You have tremendous amount of novices entering into the world of, of painting, again, out of hobby or maybe as a career. Why do you find that so many people today and recently are turning to the the art of, of painting, either as a hobby or as a career? Painting, you know, it, it helps the, the individual just get away from the situation. Mm. You know, it, you can meditate. You can just focus on something else. It just gives you another perspective. And it's so therapeutic, especially during the lockdowns. You know, I, that's when everything went crazy uh, for my business, especially because people were just coming out of everywhere. You know, they just wanted to paint to get away, you know, from everything. I remember my, my father, which I get a lot of my art from, uh, you know, watching him paint in oils in the basement. And he was mm. a, a big Bob Ross lover. And, and why did he, he do that? Because he was able to just escape, you know, get away from mm. his anxieties and his problems and stresses. So this, this enables everyone to just sort of get away for a little bit and zone out, you know? I think you're right. I think that part of what happened over the last 12 months, 18 months, is not only people had the time to find something new to do, something new to try that they probably were interested in doing all along, but didn't have the time to do it. So being home certainly created that interest in following and pursuing painting. But I think also you hit the nail on the head, Margie. It's an escape, right? It gives you a chance to allow your mind to go into a place of creativity that otherwise wouldn't have an opportunity to do that because you're buckled down with the run run-ins of life and the pressures of life. So in a sense, would you say that painting can be therapeutic? It is very therapeutic. And it also allows the individual to express themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like having a diary. You go and you, you know, you write in your diary every single day and that's sort of a relief, right? So people love to just paint and sort of express themselves. You know, a lot of my students say, you know, I just want to be able to put my vision down on canvas. You know, how do I do that? I just want to do that and zone out. And they were able to do that. It just makes it all the more interesting. Yeah. So in our last two minutes here, there's two things I want to ask you. One, one is, what advice would you give a novice painter um, as sort of startup tips? And then what is the Wonder Love Collective all about? Because I know you also offer courses. So I want to talk about that on the on the back end of the first question. Yes. Well, uh, for the beginner, total beginner, especially change your mindset. If you think you can't, you're not going to do it. You know, people subconsciously sabotage themselves. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're not going to get off, you know, on the road to success already. They've decided right there and then. Um, look to other artists. Look to the masters. You know, what do you want to do? What is your why? Be brutally honest. Why do you want to do this? If it's a hobby, awesome. If it's a way to get away, awesome. If you want a career out of it, ask yourself what kind of career, what interests you. Um, make a plan. Allow yourself to um, sit down and just really simple, write a plan. What are your goals? And just work on that. Because as an artist, we think that if we make a plan that it's going to take away from our creativity, but if anything, it provides consistency because you're following a plan. You know what I mean? And you're actually um, achieving these goals one by one, and it's leading up to success. You're going to get there faster if you have a plan. Because a lot of people just feel so overwhelmed and they stop and then that creates paralysis and they procrastinate mm. and they just give up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. I talk to artists almost every single day and I'm trying to get them to change their mindset because it's just so important. It, it really starts there. And it's even more difficult with creatives because we can be so rebellious. You know what I mean? We just want to do things our own way, but then 
well, do you want to make it a business? Do you want to actually sell your, your artwork? Do you want to get it out there in the world and be able to express yourself and, or teach other people? Then you're just going to have to have a plan, have a goal, and then work towards that. Because I worked really hard. I had a plan, and that enabled me to, to be successful fast. You know what I mean? I was able to paint all night long, go to the library, pull books, and study artists. And how did these people do it? You know what I mean? If they did it, I can do it and have a plan. That's fantastic advice. Have a plan. Get f- Figure out where you want to be, who you want to be, get crystal clear, and then craft a plan. And now, last exactly. couple of seconds, uh, Margie, where can people find you and learn more about your courses? They can find me, um, the One Us Collective, I'm on uh, Instagram and also uh, Twitter, and they can go on my website, uh, art, and find my um, courses. I'm going to get ready to launch a beginner course where they get to travel to five locations around the world, pull inspiration, and paint five different paintings. So I'm really excited about that. Fantastic. Well, Margie, we're going to have your information up up at our website so that people could locate you, track you down, and learn more about what you're doing, and also check out your artwork. So appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It was exciting. Folks, that wraps up our first show and our second season. We're going to see you next Sunday once again for your hour of Thrive Time. This is Jay Mamie. Make it a great week.